0: Why don't you come back up here and just preach the gospel to all of us, because I repent for my whole life. I don't even know. Amazing. Wow, wow, wow. So encouraged. Um, Well, yeah, what did I do this week? Man, Jeez. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Um, We should get our Bibles out. Come on, get your Bibles out. Someone to take notes with this morning. I got stuff up here. I'm fairly confident we'll get to whatever this contraption is all up here. I think I have an illustration today, so you picked the right day to come to church. We got toys and props and everything. It's awesome. Open up your Bibles to Matthew 18. Matthew 18 is where we're going to be this morning. Matthew 18, head over that direction. Are you glad you're not the only one in church today? So good to see you. Anybody thankful the kids is back open? Anybody drop your kids off today? So good. Praise the Lord. It's a little more uh, focused in here. Well, we'll see about that, I think. It's so good. All right. Matthew 18, if you're there, Sam, there. Yeah. Awesome. Why don't you go ahead and stand up for the reading of the Word of God. We're going to start in verse 18. Verse 18 this morning. We are picking up. Uh, Matthew 18 in the middle of a conversation and we're just gonna read like I think it's two or maybe three sentences of this conversation so it's gonna feel like you're in the middle of something and uh, that might be something you're used to right now you feeling in the middle of anything right now middle of a pandemic middle of a crazy year middle of a fight with your spouse on the way over here hallelujah (laughs) middle of trying to figure out what you're about to do next with your life Anybody in the middle this morning? I'm feeling in the middle of a few things myself. So I'm thankful that I know how to find myself in the Bible in the middle of a conversation. I sure, sure feel like that. Matthew 18, verse 18. Jesus is speaking. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. But what's that mean? <laughs> We're just going to skip it now. Again, I say to you, I love that Jesus says, again, I say to you, because it sounds like he says something completely different. But he's telling us, I'm about to say something totally different than what I just said, but it's exactly what I just said. You ever see God do the same thing in your life over and over again? It just looks different every time. I feel like he's trying to say the same thing to me all the time. He's just saying it in different ways. Again, I say to you, that might be a good question for you to ask God in this season. Lord, what are you trying to tell me again? Sometimes I'm always looking for a new thing from God. Anybody else feel like you always need a new word from God? What's the fresh word of the Lord? What's the fresh manna for today? What's the fresh thing God's saying? Maybe I need to hear him say something again. What do I need to hear you say again? Again, I say to you, aren't you thankful that he'll say it again? What a good God we have. Sometimes I don't hear it the first time <laughs> or the first, second time. <laughs> Ask my wife. It can take a few times. Sometimes I need again. I mean, no, again isn't always just the second time. It's just we ran out, so now we're just saying again. I lost count. God's so good. Jesus is looking at you this morning. He's like, hey, it's okay. Come here. I'll say it again. Let's, let's talk about it again. Let's just say it again. Amen. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Amen. For where two or three are gathered in my name, somebody say in my name, there am I among them. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for us as we dive into the word of God this morning. My timer says I'm already in the red. I'm already over time. (laughs) Jesus, we thank you so much that you are here again, that you've brought us here again. Thank you for whatever it is that you have to say to us. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts again, that you would open our minds again, that you would open our eyes again, that you would open our hands again, Lord, to come before you again, to hear from you, to be shaped by you. Thank you, Lord. For any of us who need to hear something for the first time, who need to make a decision for the first time, who need to turn our hearts to you for the first time, I thank you that you've pursued us again to get us to our first time. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this room. Change us, Holy Spirit, into your likeness, into what you're doing. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this moment. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say amen. 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 Ooh. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sit down. If you don't sit down, I'm just going to stay on that this whole time. When you guys stand up with your Bibles, I feel the Lord, and it's like, oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> Antioch turns four years old on Friday. Check that out. Four years old. Friday will be four years since our first service. Super fun and exciting. Who is there for the first one? Anybody? Oh, we got it. I love it. That was everybody, all six of us. No, Actually, what happened was the first week, there was, what was it? I remember, it was, if you, with the kids, it was like 135 or something like that. And the next week, it was 40 total. Yeah. Stayed there for about two years. Super encouraging. Super encouraging. How many of you from the early days, you know what it feels like to show up again? <laughs> I'm excited about that. Four years old on Friday. Heather, my wife, is due with our third child on Sunday, next Sunday. <laughs> she gave us this motion right here, like, come on, baby, let's get it on. Number three, <laughs> number three, so excited. We got a little girl coming, hopefully on Sunday, maybe earlier if she's ready, and we're lucky. We'll see, but we're not going to count on it. You don't want get your hopes up, you know? We always see hope, but not that much hope. Esme Faith is coming, yes. excited to meet her, she's going to be, she's going to be special. We, uh, we've got two crazy kids already. I know everybody thinks their kids are crazy, but my kids are crazy. You know you've got crazy kids when you hear your friends who always talk about their crazy kids, they come and get around your kids and you're like, dang, your kids are crazy. <laughs> and I've got a feeling Esme's going to be the craziest. She's either going to be the quietest or the craziest, and I think I know which way we're going. So uh, pray for us. It's going to be fun. We're having a blast. Uh, getting married and then starting to have kids creates a lot of questions for me. I don't know. Maybe uh, men who are married who have started to have kids, you know what it's like to all of a sudden be like, wow, I have a lot of questions about this. I remember the first like birthing class we went through, you know, it's was telling you about how all this goes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Could you say that one more? Actually, don't. <laughs> What did you just show me? <laughs> so many questions, so many questions. Anybody knows what it's like to have a lot of questions in life? <laughs> so many questions. I want to preach a message to you this morning titled "The Right Question." The right question. The right question. Because I got, I got so many questions. And uh, pregnant. It's not just all about pregnancy. You know, I, round three, I've still got questions. I've still got questions. But I would say round three, I'm proud of myself. I'm probably. At least lately, I think, probably been the best husband to a pregnant wife so far. The first round was bad. I was, a, I was bad at that. Second round was a little bit better. Third round, I think I did a little bit better, so I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Last couple of weeks, you know, a couple of foot rubs, so keeping track of that. So that's been good. I'm also proud of myself because I'm actually prepared now for Heather to have a baby in regards to our church. My dad's going to be preaching for the next three weeks, so that's going to be awesome. So yeah, you're allowed to cheer for that. I won't feel like, whoa, what about me, you know? Anybody blessed by my dad? Amazing. So good. So I'm feeling proud of myself because last time we had a child, it was in October of 2016, so that was like six weeks after our church launched. I think Smith was born like Monday night, and I was preaching on Sunday about the 2016 election coming up, so... Don't go back and listen to it. At the end of it, I was like, I don't know what I said. I'm tired, okay? <laughs> so I'm ready this time. We're ready this time. Getting ready for a couple weeks off. Steve's going to be preaching, and that's going to be so good. I, it, I'm glad to hear that you're blessed by my dad. I'm blessed by my dad. Uh, when I, as I'm the pastor of this church, leading this church with my dad in our church, not just in the church that I'm the pastor of, but like a key, I mean, where would we be without Steve? Am I right? Like, who would we be without him? He's an elder in our church. He is on, obviously part of our preaching team. Just incredible. I get a lot of questions about that. I get a lot of questions about that. How's that going? You and your dad <laughs> leading the church together and stuff. Because I was actually just having a friend, uh, conversation with one of my best friends uh, like a week and a half ago about this. And he asked the question, I get this all the time, I wish my dad was here because I would ask him, I think, well I know, he gets a lot of questions about it too. How is that, being in a church that your son leads? How is that, being in a church with your dad, with your dad on the other, because most people when they think about that situation, they think about their own situation, they imagine themselves being in this situation and it's at least a stretch, at the very least, it's a stretch to imagine whoever and their dad being in this situation. How's How's that going? how's that going it's always with a little bit of hesitancy like tell me (laughs) no but really and uh, it's exciting because uh, I'm blessed that I get to like genuinely just about all the time be like honestly I know this sounds crazy but it's great it's it's awesome it's going great we're blessed church is blessed and actually church likes both of us I think I know at least I know y'all like my dad you cheered for him so far it's going great that's it's kind of that's kind of crazy you know that it's going great. So people have these questions. How's that going? And when I say it's great, the next question is, how does that work? How does that work? Because I'm imagining me and my dad. I'm imagining being in that situation. I most people are like, I can't even imagine going to the same church as my parents, <laughs> let alone like leading one there in it. Like, I can't even. How's that going? How's that work? And those are good questions. Those are good questions. And my friend was asking me about those questions just a couple weeks ago. He's kind of navigating a similar situation. And he was saying, how's that going? How's that work? But then then he asked me those good questions, but then he asked me the right question. And you you know there's a difference between a good question and the right question. Am I right? Again, you married men know this. There's a big difference between a good question and the right question that you need to be asking. He asked me the right question. The right question was, why does that work? Why? Why does that work? I told him, Blake, that's the right question. Not many people ask me that. Not many people ask me or my dad that question, the right question. Not just how. How is a great question, but why? 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 Why does it work? Tell me why it works. And we had a good conversation about it, but the short of it is, is that one thing that that we've learned along the way is that we can be responsible for laying different bricks but still be building on the same foundation. It's taken some wrestle. We've had some conversations. We might be in the middle of a conversation. No, I'm kidding. We've had some conversations. It's taken work, but we've gotten down to the point where there's, there's, there's a foundation we're building on. We can do it differently. We can lay different bricks. We can bring different things to the table. We can have a lot of different opinions, but there's a foundation. We're building on the same foundation, and that's what's brought unity between he and I. And The cool thing about that, the reason I'm talking so much about this is because I want you to understand what it feels like to be blessed by somebody else's unity. See, y'all wouldn't be cheering if he and I wouldn't be able to figure this out a little bit. Am I right? Something would be off. It would be different than that. So you, y'all cheered earlier. I want you to think about that. That what that what that feeling is and, and how, how you thought, oh, man, I'm, I'm excited Steve's coming to preach because he's preached before and it's always good. It's always different than me and that's awesome. But he always brings something fresh to the table and it's so good. And there's been some things that have been fought for. See, we there's a lot of talk about unity these days. Am I right? A lot of talk about unity, and it sounds so great. We've said this around church before. We say church, we want church to be like family, and we're like, woohoo, kumbaya, everybody, and they're like, no, no, I said family, <laughs> you know, and it's like unity. We need to be unified, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, kumbaya, and it's like, no, 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 that means we got to like sit down together, talk about some stuff. I want you to be aware of that feeling this morning of what it's like to be blessed by somebody else's unity because I think the world's hungry for some of that. I think the world that we're living in is, is hungry for some of this unity. And, and I think it's got to start with some of the right questions. I saw this sign the other day. I was, I don't know where I saw it. Doesn't matter where I saw it, but it said, We're all in this together. You know, I was on a store or something like that. Have you guys seen, you guys have seen a lot of that, right? I thought, Oh, wow, that sounds so good. That's so encouraging. And then I thought, I have some questions. We, who's we? Who's we and what are we all in and how are we together? Because I'm looking around my life and the world I'm living in and everyone's like, we're in this together. And it's like, it sure don't look like we're in this together. I'm like, we're definitely both in this, but I wouldn't say we're in it like together. It's easy to talk about. It's hard to do. It's hard to experience. It's hard to actually live this out. And I think I've got so many questions. I've got so many questions about how are we in this together. Unity. The Bible talks about unity. We've been talking about this kingdom the last few weeks. Jesus came and he said, what are you waiting for? The kingdom of God is at hand. We talked last week about how this isn't just a a new way of doing your Sunday morning. It's a whole new world. And all this stuff in the Bible that Jesus promised us. But sometimes I read What's in my Bible? And I look at my life and I've got questions. Like we read this morning Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two or three of you agree on anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And everybody prayed in tongues and said, Amen. Wait, what did he just say? But I'm looking at my life and sometimes I'm reading it and there's a gap between what, I've, what, what I'm pretty sure God said and promised and some of the stuff that I'm living And it gives me some questions. I got questions. I got questions. And I got, I've got questions about unity these days because we're talking about it everywhere. And there's a lot of talk about it in the church and how we got to be the church and let's be unified as the church, as Christians. And I'm looking at the church. I'm looking at some of us Christians. I'm like, Really? we're in this together? Are we really? It doesn't seem like we're in this together. We seem to be divided about a whole lot of things. We seem to be fighting about a whole, whole lot of things. Unity sounds great, but it's, it's really hard to find, even in church, and sometimes, especially in church, it's hard to find. It's hard to find. I've been thinking a lot about unity these days the Bible gives us some promises about unity. It says it's good and pleasant when we dwell together in unity because when we're in unity, there the Lord has already commanded the blessing of life forevermore. And I think about this moment that I knew was going to happen when I said, are you guys excited and blessed by my dad? And everybody, yeah, amen. And I thought, man, that's the result of, of, of him and I doing some work fighting for unity. What if the church did that? And what if what would the world say if if I got the world together and said, are you excited for church to show up today? Would it be, woo, this is gonna be great. It'd be like, oh gosh, here we go again. I got so many questions about this. I got got questions about unity because everybody's promising it, talking about it, but it's hard to find it. So I've been thinking about unity and something I've been learning about unity is that I think think unity is, is more about it's more like a well-built building than it is like a well-oiled machine. You know, because it's like, I think when we think about unity, it means like everything's easy and it just flows, you know. So maybe I could say, I think unity is measured more in stability than it is efficiency. So what, what, what does it look like? How do we, How do we be unified? What does it mean that unity is more like a well-built building than a well-oiled machine? Because... I think that resonates at least with me, but still, I've got some questions, and so I brought some things today to try to help, and I have no idea how this is going to go, but it's going to, just got to give me a second here. Clearly didn't get this perfectly set up the way I should have. I'm in the middle of something. Actually, yeah. No, I know I'm doing great (laughs) now. A well-built building. I could, I could use some stability right now. I know some people who could use some stability right now. I got a world I'm living in that could sure use a whole new world of stability to just plant itself down in the middle of a world that's shaking right now. So we're all building, right? Like We're building our lives. We're building our culture. We're building church. We're building relationships we're, we're building our careers. We're building friendships. We're building opinions. We're building, we're building in our lives, right? I'm building. So everybody say, I'm building? You are building something. The question is not if you're building something or not. The question is what are you building? What are you building? And that's a good question. But even maybe, a better question, potentially the right question is how are you building? How are you building what it is that you're building? And, and, and I think as I've been thinking about unity, to, I've been thinking about how this is the way I see us building and the world building. It's like we've kind of got life, you know? And when it comes to like we've got to figure out the foundations of our life. We've, there's like life's complicated and complex. Am I right? Anybody found that out? Okay. Anybody else? All right. Cool, 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 cool. Things are crazy. So there's like a lot to think about, a lot of decisions to make, a lot of things to think about, a lot of different things. Like good things, bad things, meaningful things. mean, there's just a lot going on, right? So, like, if you got to work through all the stuff you got to work through in your life, you're like, you got a lot to think about. Am I right? Anybody feel like you got this much on your mind right now? I'm getting blank stares because you're all curious. Like, where's he going with this? Just, just take it one step at a time. Anybody feel like you got that going on in your mind right now? And it's like, this is how complex all of our relationships are. Like. What I'm trying to say is what we start with building oftentimes is what do you think? Write that question down. What do you think? Write that question down. What do you think? What do you think? We're building our lives on what do you think? We're building our relationships on what do you think? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about our country? What do you think about what our country needs next? What do you think about what you should do with your time? What do you think? What do you think, because there's a lot to think about a lot of things in life, right? You've got a lot to think about. What do you think? We build on what do you think, and we start building our relationships and even our church. What do you think about this thing? What do you think about how it ought to go? What do you think about what time it should be at? What do you think about what song we should be? What did you think about the message? What do you think about this theological issue that sometimes becomes a big deal, but in the grand scheme of things, it's one of those? What do you think? What do you think? I've got some thoughts, but what do you think? If we're going to build together, we've got to talk about what we think as we lay the foundation of what we think. We talk about what, what do you think. Okay, so we talk about the things that we think. And then after we talk about what do you think, the next question is what do you value? What do you value? That's kind of the next question that we might get to as we think about being unified, the people we want to live life with, the people that we can come together with, the people that we can build with. What? What do you? What do you value? And so... We start talking about the things that we value. And and the truth is that the values are way, way bigger and more important than the the things that you think about. Right? And there should, I pray to God, you don't have as many values as you do have thoughts. (laughs) For your own good. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Right? So what do you what do you value? What are the things that you value in life? What are the things that we value in church? What are our core values? What are our core values of our families? Of the, the ways that uh, we think the world ought to go, the, the way that we think church ought to go. And so we've got you know some bigger things in our life. Like, okay, we value, I value my family. You know, I, I value, I value that. I value reconciliation. I value reconciliation and unity. And I value those things. I value, I value freedom. I think people should be free. I think people should be free to to be and whatever whatever you call freedom to be. I've got these values, right? And then when we come to church, you know, there's there's values, but then there's like core values. And I look at us as the church and I think about the the two big rocks. You know, Jesus says, Love me with everything you've got, right? Love me with everything you got, and love others as yourself. Right? So we've got these values that we're talking about, that we want to live, we want to live, and so we put those in the foundation of how it is that we want to do things around here. And so we talked about what do you think, and then we deal with each other on what do you value, and then we kind of come to a third question, a third question which is, I think, the right question. I think it's the right question, kind of like how does it work, how is that going, are there good questions, but... Remember how we said the right question was more of a why question? I think this is a little bit more of a why question. And we got to get back down to there's deeper things in your life than your thoughts and your values. There's why. There's a why at the core of who you are that's a more important answer, that's a more important question than everything else we've dealt with at this point. Am I right? Why? Why, why, are, why, why are you here? Why, why are you here, like, on earth? Why are you here in this relationship? The, the why that maybe I would put in sort of into church is, I know it changes the words a little bit, but, like, it's kind of like, who? Who are you here for? I want you to write down that question. Who are you here for? Who are you here for? And so we start talking about how we need to be a unified church. We need to be a unified nation. We need to be a unified people. And so we first start talking about, well, what do you think about all of these things? And so we deal with all of our thoughts. And then we start talking about, well, what are our values going to be? We got to talk about our values. But then we don't really deal with, the who is this even for? Who are you here for? Are you, are you here in this relationship? Why, why are you here in church? Jesus says, I am the cornerstone. See, Matthew 18, I know it feels like I forgot about those verses, but Matthew 18 is kind of a continuation of some of what Jesus started to say in Matthew 16 when he has a conversation with his disciples and he says, who do you say that I am? And it's, the first time that Peter says, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus looks at him, he says, Simon, your name's not Simon anymore. Your name is Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church. He's not saying on Peter, I'm going to build my church. He's on this rock of the revelation of who is Jesus, I'm going to build my church. And he says, the gates of Hades won't prevail against it. And then he says the, the same language that he uses in Matthew 18. He says, I'm going to give you the, kings, the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Oh, amen. So he's using the same language. He's talking about his church, the church that Jesus wants to build. Because Jesus is building something. Am I right? What's God doing? What's God doing in these days? God's building his church. I can't tell you everything he's doing, but I know he's doing that. Jesus is building his church, and in Matthew 18, I told you, he's in the middle of a conversation, and it's a conversation that started with some of his disciples coming to him, and they said, you know, Jesus, we've been discussing together, which one of us is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's the best? Who's right? Who's got the best seat? And Jesus goes on this rant of a whole bunch of stuff that sure doesn't seem like it has a lot to deal with, that little question, but he's talking about a whole lot more than what they want to talk about. He goes and he talks about, well, he pulls a child, and he says, well, if, if, if you don't become like a child, you can't even come into the kingdom. Like, dang, bro. <laughs> I was hoping for some encouragement, but okay. I've got some questions about that. What does that even mean, become like a child? <laughs> right? Yeah. He goes off and he starts talking about uh, if you don't cut off your hand, if you cut, cut off your hand if it's starting to tempt you. Cut, off, cut out your eye if it's starting starting to tempt you, it's better for you to sacrifice that than to sacrifice your whole life and get thrown into the pit, and they're like, Jesus, help us, you know, like, where are we going with this, what does he do now, oh, then he tells the parable of the lost sheep, and he's like, by the way, if one of you had a hundred sheep, and one of them left, wouldn't you leave the 99 and go find the one, I'm telling you, your father in heaven is the same exact way, When one goes astray and he finds it, he actually rejoices more over the one who did go astray and came back than he rejoices over the one who never went astray. Amen. I got questions. (laughs) Like, equal celebration? I mean, come on. Like, you don't even celebrate the ones who didn't go astray? i got questions. And then he starts talking about these verses, and he says, By the way, if your brother sins against you, here's how I want you to deal with that. Talk to them about it. If that doesn't work, bring somebody else and talk to him. If that doesn't work, bring them before the, 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 the church, the ecclesia, the gathering of believers. And if that doesn't work, then let them go. And I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Again, I'm telling you, if two of you agree on anything in my name, the Father will do it for you. For where two or three of you are together in my name, there I am with you a big conversation that Jesus is having that creates a whole lot of questions. It's a whole lot of questions, and but I see him asking us a question in the middle of it too, because when you build your foundation like this in your relationships, when we do this as the church, when we start trying to work through everything we think, and then if we have some spare room in our minds and our relationships, maybe we can talk about some values, because You know, we sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but it's like, by the time, even with believers, you get to the love Jesus, love people part, it's like, yeah, we say we value that, but it's like, is there really even room for that? Because we seem to be arguing and thinking a lot about a lot of things. And if you do find room for that things, and it's like, shouldn't we all be able to unify around Jesus? But it doesn't seem like there's room for that. And then Jesus is like, I'm gonna build my church and the gates of Hades aren't gonna prevail against it. And when y'all come together, and uh, when y'all come together, you can have anything that you ask in my name because the world is shaking and the winds and the waves are coming. But if you build your life on the rock, you'll be able to stand. And when everything else shakes, I need my people to be a city on a hill, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. I need you to be strong. I need you to be built. This, this hope is an anchor for your soul. And then we try to button it up and build on that. And it's like, we feel like we're trying to lay the foundation and it feels like we're wobbling just as much as everybody else. And so we don't see some of the things that God says that we would see and we're not experiencing some of the stuff that we hear God telling us that we're going to experience. And so that makes us ask some questions. I got questions. When things shake, I got questions for God. Have you asked God any questions over the last six months? God, where are you? God, what are you doing? God, what are you saying? God, you said this, but I'm not seeing that. So what did you really mean when you said that? Did you really mean it when you said that? I know that the Bible says that, but it can't really mean that. What does it really mean? It creates a whole lot of questions. And there's a lot of good questions that you have in your life right now. A lot of really good questions. A lot of questions for yourself, a lot of questions for God. I'm assuming that about you because I'm just I'm there too, okay? There's a lot of questions right now and there's a lot of really good questions, but there's a difference between good questions and the right question. We ask God a lot of good questions, but I believe that it's God who's asking us the right question. And I want to pitch it to us this morning. We're talking about building. We're talking about unity. Because I'm not interested in getting together so that we can have a nice Sunday morning together. I'm interested in us getting together so that we can be the church Jesus said he wants to build. So that the world that he said he came to save can come and find refuge in the presence of God. That's what I'm hungry for. That's what I want. So let's push on some questions here. Let's ask some questions. And, and I, I, I think that maybe in this season, in all of the questions that we're asking God, we need to let God ask us some questions, specifically some questions about how are we building? How have we been building? Because if there's some things that have been shaking in your life, sometimes we're saying, God, will you make this stop shaking? And God's asking you a question. Why are you still holding on to it? Okay, I'll try it over here. Sometimes things are shaking in our life, and we come to God, and we're like, God, when is this going to stop shaking? And and God's asking you, when are you going to let go of it? Maybe it's shaking to show you something. See, maybe there's some things that we've been trying to hold on to, and it starts shaking, and we think the answer is hold on tighter, and the answer is actually that's not the right thing to be holding on to. I've been praying in this season, God, shake it. Maybe that's the better prayer. God, shake it. Let it shake. Shake my hands loose. Shake my hope loose in that thing. Anxiety is a lot of times a sign that I've been anchored to the wrong thing. Because once it starts shaking, I start freaking out. And maybe the answer to your prayer isn't God shoring that thing up, it's God teaching you to anchor yourself in Him. How have you been building? Some relationships are shaking. How have you been building? Some hope has been shaking. How have you been building that hope? God wants to ask us some questions about how have we been building? And so I would submit to us. It's going to get loud. We need to have hearts that say, okay, God, let's start fresh. Teach me. Teach me how to build. Maybe that's a right question in this season. God, how should I build? See, when God asks you a question, it's usually good for you to just ask it right back. It's like a cheat code. God's like, how have you been building? And you're like, ooh. God, how have I been building? (laughs) How should I build? That means I should hurry up. (laughs) They're coming up. I appreciate that. I told them to come up I just it's because there's a boundary for me. I know I'll just go. I'm not about to preach for three weeks. I'm just going to preach for the next three weeks straight once I can get the mic. How have you been building? How have you been building? And what I want to pitch to you this morning in this season of asking questions is I would like to submit to you maybe the right question. And it starts with this first. Who are you here for? Who are you here for? Who are you here for? I want you to ask that question in your home. Ask that question in your friendships. Ask that question in your marriage. When you get into this conversation, when you get into this conflict, okay, self, who am I here for? Am I here for me? Am I here for me or am I here for this other person? Who who am I here for? In church, I believe that God is trying to pierce to the heart of who we are. And he's asking the church about church right now. And he's saying, church, I see that you're in church because we got questions. We say, God, we're here. We agree. We wanna see the nation change. We agree. We wanna see miracles. We agree. We wanna see salvation. We got two or three or more than us here together. So where are you? We're here. Where are you? That's my question, right? I'm here, where are you? And I believe God is looking at us and saying, I know that you're here, but who are you here for? Jesus says, when two or three are gathered, in my name, in my name, I know you're here together, but who are you here for? Ask yourself, church, who are you here for? Are you here for Jesus or are you here for you? Are you here for what you can get out of it? Are you here for what you can think about it? Because we gotta build better in this season. We gotta build better if we wanna be the church that the world needs, if the church that God loves. And we gotta start with, okay, who are you here for? Question number one, foundational question number one, cornerstone number one, who am I here for? Then we gotta get our values in place, right? Okay, I'm gonna love Jesus, I'm gonna love people. We gotta get those straight and I can already see how much more unified we are because we're starting with the big rocks, am I right? Like, okay, cool, cool, so far so good because we had a lot to argue about earlier, but so far like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're here for Jesus, I'm here for Jesus too. That makes two of us, oh, we should stay in agreement for some things. Now we've already got agreement, so instead of fighting to get to agreement, let's fight for the agreement we've got in Jesus. Okay, come on somebody. Okay, well, what do we value? What do we value? You and me, as we do this together, what do we value? Okay, well, what's, what's the biggest, okay, I, I, let's value loving Jesus with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's value that. Let's build our lives on that value. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Okay, I agree. I agree. What else? What else should we value? gosh, I I don't have much room for too many values in my life. Uh, Okay, let's love people. Jesus told us that one. So if we're going to love him, we should do the next thing he said too. Love people as we love ourselves. Okay, do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Okay, I'm going to build my life on that. Can we build our lives on that, you and me? Can we build our relationship on that? Can we build our hope on that? Can we build our methods on that? Can we build our opinions on that? Can we build our preferences on that? Because we have started talking about who are we here for. Now we're building our values on top of who we are here for. And I know we haven't even gotten to any thoughts yet, but so far you and I, we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, we got some other things we want to value in our life too. Okay, yeah, there's, there's some room for some things. Okay, family, we got value for that. We got value for all this sort of stuff. Okay, awesome, Okay, Wow, wow. Wow, we, we're in agreement on some big stuff, aren't we? That's good, that's good. Okay, so we've talked about who we're here for. We've talked about what we value. Now, Now, it's real life, so we got to talk about some things. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think about how this ought to go and that ought to go? Where we all need to go? What should happen next? Let's let's try to, okay, well, let's see what we can do here with our thoughts. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. But we're starting with we know why we're here. We're starting with we know we know what we're trying to build. We've got values that are shaping how we talk about the things we think about, how we think about the things that we think about. And we, we may not really totally agree on like all the little thoughts, but at this point, who gives a rip? Because all of a sudden, the cornerstone's in place. And, and I got I got some firm foundations, and actually it's all the little thoughts that they, they fill in the gaps, and even some of the conflicts are what's filling in the gaps because I know. I have the mind of Christ. No, you don't. We have the mind of Christ. We'll move on. And God says, I need a church that can agree, that I can put in place in a shaky world, that could be an anchor for a world that is shaking. I need a church that I can build. I need a church that can come and agree on some things. I'm actually not asking you to agree on that much. Just agree on who are you here for? Because once I get you, once he gets you and me, us, in agreement on who we're here for, are you here for him or am I here for me? What do I value? Well, I value who I'm here for. What does he say I value? And I got all these thoughts. Got all these thoughts about what we should do how we should go, how we should vote, all those sort of things. But honestly, our differences don't weaken us. Our differences strengthen us at that point. I think there's room, there's more room in the house God's building for us to think differently than each other than we think there is. Because when we start with us having to all think the same, we realize how hard it is to even value the same things and to even be here for the same reasons. But I want us, you and me, us together, let's try this thing. Let's try this thing. See, he says, when you get together in my name, there is one thing you need to agree on. One. In my name. I'm here for Jesus. And church, I'm challenging us. Why are you here? Why did you come here this morning? Are we wasting our time or are we here for Jesus? we here to hear the word of the Lord. Are we here to be in the presence of the Lord? Am I here to say hi to somebody else? Am I here to welcome somebody else or am I here to get mine? Am I here to get fed? Am I here to make sure everybody thinks like me, talks like me, has the same values as me or can I be here together because I wanna see the king and his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? Can I agree about that? Can I agree about that? See, I would challenge this church in this season, whatever's dividing you from somebody is what defines you you to write that down. Whatever divides you, defines you. And as the church, we say, you know, who's the church? Oh, we love Jesus. The church is just Jesus' followers. We just wanna be Jesus' people. What are you guys all about? Oh, we're all about loving Jesus and loving people. Just like I look at that sign and it said, we're all in this together. I think sometimes the world looks at us and says, we just love Jesus, we just love people. And it's like, really? That's, that's all you're about? <laughs> There seems to be a lot of division about a lot of different things. You seem to be about a whole lot else other than that. If there's something that's dividing you from somebody, you're letting that thing define you with that somebody. If I'm divided from you because of the way you vote, I'm defined by my political party. I'm not here for Jesus. (laughs) All right, we'll leave it there. So my question, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to let go of in this season so you can lay hold of what God's calling us to? What would it look like for us to do this, church? Why don't you go ahead and stand up so I really actually stop. (laughs) I was thinking this week, I got one message and I don't get to talk to you for three weeks. (laughs) What do I wanna, what's what's turning in my heart for us? What I feel like God's saying to us and I just can't get past it, church. He's asking you, He's asking me, he's asking us, church, who are you here for? Let's let God search our hearts. The right prayer in this season is not, God, make everybody agree with me. Not, God, which political party is most important? God, which direction? God, maybe the correct prayer in this season is God, search my heart. Create in me a pure heart, O God. See if there's any grievous way in me. See if there be anything that I have turned away from? Is there anything that I'm here for other than you? Teach me, Jesus. He can build his church on that. He can build his church on that rock. Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I am here for you. Wherever you say go, we go. Whatever you say, say, we say. Whenever you say, stop, we stop. Whoever you say, love, we love. Whatever you say, worship, we worship. Whatever you say, think about, we think about. Whatever you say, prioritize, we prioritize. Whatever You say, value, we value. And teach me how to think along the way, Jesus. Who are you here for, church? We're gonna have our prayer team come on up and be available for you if you need prayer for anything in your life as we close. We believe in miracles. We believe in turning our hearts to Jesus and that this doesn't have to be a day where we just come in and leave the same, but every single one of us can leave changed. So I'm gonna pray for us as we close and invite the Holy Spirit to come and search our hearts and turn us to him that we might be a people he can build with. Jesus, we love you. And we open our hearts to the right question in this season. Who are we here for? So would you come and ask us that question? Give us us the answer, Lord. Teach us how to think. Teach us how to value. Teach us how to be your people. So would you come in Jesus' name.